Thank you for joining us here on Life Planning 101, Episode 2, Three-Legged Stool of Inflation. And uh, here we are with Aaron Kennedy, in-house CFA, as well as myself, Matt Irvin, and we're going to share with you the second episode of the Three-Legged Stool on Black and White Market Chatter. So kind of diving into currency from a technological standpoint, crypto, right? Is that a place that could be less susceptible to inflation? It could be. So since we're on this subject, you know, we can buy currencies, global currencies that should help us or hedge us from the U.S. dollar. Gold's a great example. That's something that we could take a hammer and, and shave off a piece to sell if the U.S. dollar goes back. And, and if something happens to the U.S. dollar, you know, we're going to be just like Germany. We will more than likely go back to the gold standard and that will boost it up even more. Gold's a great example. But now we have this technological gold and it's in the crypto space. The biggest one out there is Bitcoin. They've only produced, there's only capable of producing so much Bitcoin. So there's no more printing. There's no more inflating this away. There's no more control by the government. And it's a currency for the people. And that's a great way to protect your U.S. dollar if the dollar debases. Now, to be a currency, there's, there's three, about three things that you have to have. You know, you, you have to have a, a medium of exchange. It has to have a unit of accounts. Unit of accounts and a store of value. We have everything but the store of value. It's huge. Don't get me wrong there, but on a global scale or on a country scale, we're not using it enough. And it's so volatile. Uh, there's been, I think this is the fourth time in history that Bitcoin's dropped by 70% at least. You know, and it's done that since March. Yeah. yeah. But it's still up 50% for the year. It, you it know, is. It's incredible. But the technology is beautiful. You know, we have a currency that cannot be manipulated. And that is powerful. So it can't be, can't be inflated, right? So there's a finite amount. So it's pure supply and demand. It's pure supply and demand, which pure is, supply and demand. Which is uh, great capitalism. And, and that's what uh, drives future growth. That's right. And if we start using it, if that gets to be an everyday thing, that price will stabilize. And I've heard so many people say, oh, it, it doesn't amount to anything. You know, there's nothing backing it. Oh, gosh. What's backing the U.S. dollar? Uh, the full faith and credit. Uh, yeah, yeah, full faith and credit that we're just... That we'll print more if we need it. Yeah. But... On the other side, we're all used to using technology as a currency right now. Who carries around $100 bills in their wallet? Nobody. We're Venmo, PayPal, uh, debit card. All of our, trans not all, but the majority of our transactions right now are uh, some form of technology. So it's not going to change our lives if we just use a different form of it. And uh, we, more than likely, we're going to get there one way or the other. There's lots of talks about all the different governments out there creating their own cryptocurrencies, right. the government coins. But what stops, if it's government controlled, what stops them from doing the same, same thing? Not a thing. Not okay. a thing. They will still print more. They will still issue it. That's the most powerful tool that any government has is the control of the currency. And if we have a government coin, and that's all of our, our currency, think about what they can do. Hey, you don't pay your taxes? 
they can shut off your your currency. Your currency. They can. They know exactly what you're buying. They can control what you buy. Well, so they they can. So think about this. So if I don't pay my taxes, they can go into my bank and they can take the money. If I, you know, so they think some of those government programs, they control what can be purchased with that dollar and what they can't. So it's already there. It's already it's there. It's done through debit cards and bank accounts. But what if, you know, the technology changes, but the process is there. Right. So, yes. And the governments are very heavily looking at this as a technology that they're going to use. So let's take a second to change our view from currency. So we're not talking about Bitcoin anymore. Let's just talk about the technology of the blockchain. I have a belief that we will be using this technology. This is the beginning of a new technological age. And it's like going back to the early 90s and buying the internet. <laughs> There's one out here, you know, I was. I was kind of up in the air saying, you know, uh, this is cool. Might as well throw some in there for myself just in case it works. I've been reading a lot about it. And I was reading about this one coin. It's the Internet Computer Coin. And it is a blockchain that we can get around. We can get on the Internet in a decentralized manner. So I can use the Internet and Google won't tell me what to do. Amazon won't tell me what to do. Nobody can see what I'm doing. So just give an idea. I think we've all heard that China has a lot of stipulations for their Internet. They don't want any of their people seeing anything that's negative about the Chinese government. So they have a deal worked out with Google of what the Chinese people can see in China okay. through Google. They've put rules on the people. This ICP coin does away with that. It opens it back up to free flow of information like it was designed to be. There's real world applications for these blockchains. So we talked about some of that. So kind of the, because the internet, I mean, when I think about the internet, it's zeros and ones and a lot of zipping around. It's hard to really wrap my head around that. It's not something I do, right? The internet. But one of the things that really grabbed me was to relay medical information. How hard is it to get your charts and records from one office to the other in a timely manner, in a complete manner? Somebody misses a fax, somebody writes illegibly back and forth, you hope they checked yes and not no, whatever. And how do we keep it HIPAA uh, compliant? Safe, secure, Safe, secure, private. And this is something that would work. This would work beautifully. It's on the chain. You can have your own coin, you know, that has your life on it that you can show somebody else. You can share it with someone, but nobody can go in there and take it. They, they can't take it. It's yours. It's secured by thousands of codes. If we, we've seen this very recently uh, in Africa. They're using a coin uh, ADP. And they're putting all their children's educational records mm. on that coin. And now it's with them for life, no matter where they go. They have all their scores. They have all the historical things that they've done and what they've learned. 
and it's safe and it's secure and it's shareable and it's awesome. It's being used. There's, uh, I think the Bahamas have already stepped off and started using it as a currency. But there's real world applications for the software. So it may not be money, but what you're saying is, is that if I switch colleges, I'd no longer have to track down my college transcripts from one school to the next and pay the $7 fee to get the extra stamp to make an official versus unofficial transcript. Yes, and then wait six weeks because they're so busy. Right. You get it. It's, yeah. it's all instant. So when we talk about a coin, there are some coins that have monetary value based on the supply and demand. But when we think about a coin, we can also think about information. And so what's the value of that information? My information is not necessarily valuable to anybody else. They don't care if I got a B versus an A, maybe a C here and there. But that is valuable to me because then I can take it and share with whomever I would like. But if it's Bitcoin per se, that coin now has a perceived monetary value based on supply and demand, and I can cash it in for U.S. dollars. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. The scary part is, is which one works? Which one has real world applications and that me and you will be using in 10 years? And whether it's just on the chain or it's a currency itself, we will be using it. It's just too powerful, and we're in the, the infancy stage of all of this happening. Um, looking at it from a currency, we got Bitcoin. It's the biggest out there. If you want to just go get the blockchain, you can go uh, Ethereum. They, that is the blockchain for the majority of these coins out there. So you could go that route and um, just be, be invested in the technology as a whole. There's lots of ways to do it. Um, I'm definitely not saying go out there and, and buy this because there's no store of value at this point. It's very, very, very volatile. So I think about going back to the 90s and buying the Internet, right? So how many um, disruptors to the Internet there have been through the years, right? We talked to specifically, uh, I read an article the other day, uh, something to this effect, it was Amazon. You know, if I want to be on the Internet as a company, I have to go through certain servers, and they can say, mm, you're shut down. I do not want to allow you on my server. Well, this I've heard of hap that happened. Okay, so it has happened, right? We, we know, but to the point of, this would eliminate that. So we don't know which one, and that's not the point of any of this. The point is something will make this happen. One of these, one of these coins, if you will, will be that will be the disruptor. So it's the technology. It's it's like betting on the internet as a whole versus trying to say, you know, is AOL going to make it? Yes. Yeah. And, and fantastic example. How many technology companies have gone belly up? because they couldn't keep up with the times. Mm -hmm. AOL is a fantastic example on that because how big was that back in the day? And they didn't, they didn't see a big enough picture. And where are they at today? Uh, well, great, great example. And you can see that in any industry. The, the companies that I, I hear about Sears, you know, Sears was so big for so long and now virtually non-existent. 
right? So they have to be able to keep up with the times, have to keep up with the change, and so there's there's no there's no crystal ball to say which one of these will be will be there even two years from now. So that's the point. Not not promoting individual coins, but believers in the technology. The underlying technology is real. It's applicable. And and it will be a tech disruptor on a go forward basis. And, and very, very powerful, or can be very, very powerful as a currency mm -hmm. to protect us from the government printing or any government debasing their own currency, manipulating their own currency. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. And definitely more to come on that as, as we progress through the years of all this unfolding, but it's an it's an exciting thing, and and uh, it's not so so back to the point of the inflationary part. It's it's not a non-volatile piece of the market. It's one of one of the most volatile pieces of the market, but the correlation is what we're talking about. How it correlates to that dollar, right? And there there is none. Right. It's. It's standing on its own. It can be up when the market's up. It can be down when the market's down. It can double when the market's down. It can it can be cut in half when the market's up. <laughs> Stands completely independent yeah, of. It's, it's very small. Like I said, it's in its infancy right now. And the more we use it, the, the more stable it will become. And the more we talk about it, the more... Backing up just a little bit, if we could get... The ability to trade it as an ETF or, or something similar in our brokerage, then we can start adding safeguards to it, whether it be calls or puts, and these are just derivatives to help control the, the price. The, but st the stability. The stability. And over time, the more we're using it, which is just basically buying and selling, doesn't matter if it's for investment or buying milk, the, the more stable it'll be. We're not there yet. We're not even close there, but it's coming. So which so one wins out? We use an example: uh, a, a high-flying pharmaceuticals company that trades. We call them a, a penny stock, and sometimes it's valued at less than a penny per share. Uh, if it goes up a penny, that's a huge percentage shift. You know, you think about if it's if it's worth you know even one dollar, and it goes up by fifty cents. That's a huge movement. If Walmart goes up by fifty cents, that's virtually nothing, right? It's not right. even not even a, hardly a tick. So the the point of this is that those things can go through the roof. But Aaron, how many of those pharmaceuticals companies exist today, right? You think about very rare, right? Very, very rare. few. They, they can they can easily they can go disappear on from the blank phenomenon. Uh, what one one bad report, and they're gone. Yeah. So the stability comes from people using it, and then people being able to buy and sell those stabilizing derivatives. The arbitrage, the speed of technology is so quick right now that if I'm here or if I'm in Wisconsin, if there's money to be made on a derivative, somebody's going to take advantage of that. It's it's limitless. So it goes back to the old days. What were you telling me earlier about the, the old uh, quarterly reports you'd get and everybody would be waiting by the mailbox and then they'd, they'd take two days to read the reports Then it took another three days to get your trade in. Those days are gone. Those, yes, absolutely gone. The 
technology that we have, the speed of information, there's nothing to hide. Being able to find prices that are way out of whack with value, very, very difficult today with, with the speed of information. Right. Right. Uh, I think, what were we talking about? We were talking about value stocks, how, how fantastic of a uh, investment strategy that was for so long. Because right. you, you could find the companies that were very mispriced. But you could get there before somebody else could, and now that's just not possible. Yeah. But, but Hard work and time and could, could make you a lot of money. Today, everybody knows what's going on immediately. Yeah. But, but so to that whole point of the, the stability, that's what will create stability around this technology of the blockchain and the cryptocurrency and stuff. So today it's it's not even considered to be a uh oh we look at it as not being correlated to, to the dollar at all right it's it's something that stands on its own but as it's more accepted as the government finds a, finds a way to completely get their taxes off of it which they may allow that to take place more as long as they're getting their share uh, people are trading around it. It's allowed on the exchanges. We're going to have some stability to that. So it's something to look at in the future, right? They wanted the internet. Nobody believed in that either. Absolutely. Y2K. Silly idea. Right? Y2K, 1999. I remember that night, right? And we, I was like, oh, the lights didn't shut off. Okay, back to business, year 2000. So, um, but all the things, new things are scary. Um, Technology is scary. It absolutely is. And this is a big one. This is a big change in our lives. And as time goes on, you're right with the correlation between the crypto and the, the sovereign currencies that should actually be negatively correlated with, with those assets. And that's powerful. That's powerful for the people. You know, very, very powerful. It's exciting. It, it is exciting. So let's kind of wrap up our three-legged stool. So we talked a lot about printing, inflation, a little bit of that was a rehash of, of last podcast, uh, but it's not going away, and we don't see it going away. It's going to be, it's going to be relevant in, in things to come. Talked about supply chain and why that's a disruptor, where it's at today, uh, ways to take advantage of it, and then, the, of course, the reopening pressures, which that's the good thing. So the hope is to keep things slow, let the data drive, keep everybody's risk right, but stay invested and, and stay committed to trying to outgrow this. Absolutely. Nailed it on the head. So next time we'll we'll do some more recaps. But for today, Matt Irvin and Aaron Kennedy, everybody have a good day. Yeah, thank y'all. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates, Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.